My name is Baker Black, and this is the Thursday edition of Unwelcome Shadows, where we tell one story to help you get through your week. As always, if you have a story that you would like to be featured on the show, please submit it to us at unwelcomeshadows at gmail.com. Now, let's get into this tiny tale. I'm not going to talk about the gruesome indirect circumstances that triggered this to start haunting me in flashbacks. But I will rather focus on the story itself, how I remember it, and how my cousin, who was with me when it happened, remembers it. For some context, my cousin and I are the same age. We are both women and currently 25 years old. She is only five days younger than me, and her family rented a floor in my parents' house when we were toddlers. So we basically did everything together and spent all of our days together until we turned five, when her family bought an apartment in another city, some 30 kilometers away from the city that I lived in. Since we had a very strong connection, almost codependent, it was very difficult for us to get used to not living together. And two years later, we have made an agreement with our parents that we will visit each other each weekend. And during the summer break, she will spend one week at our place and I will spend the other week at their place. And we'll basically exchange like that until the end of the summer break. This went on for years. Since we were spending all of our free time together, by the time we turned 10 or 11, we have already exhausted all of our adventure ideas in the backyard. Tree climbing, building a house, setting up tents, camping in the backyard, etc. And we really needed something new, so we have decided to go fishing together every Friday on the river near my house. It's a 20-minute walk. Now, of course, we had no tools needed for a true fishing experience. We had a butterfly net that we would place in the water, and on a good day, we would catch a dozen of tiny fish with it. That was enough for our restaurant game. We would come home, bake the fish in the sunlight, and then serve it and decorate it in plastic that we would later serve to our imaginary customers. We've done this for weeks and always made sure we were safe while doing it. We never actually got into the river, and that wasn't difficult since it's a very peaceful neighborhood. We call it the Yellow Bridge. And there was usually no one else at the river at the time that we were. But one day, it was different. Very different. How I remembered it. A couple of days ago, the memory of this encounter suddenly spilled into my mind. We were either 10 or 11 years old and it was a Friday. She was at our place that week so we took the butterfly net and went fishing on the river. We were alone, sitting under a large willow tree right next to the river. Suddenly, a man showed up from out of nowhere. He was standing a couple of meters away from us. He had blackish hair with plenty shades of gray, so I'm guessing he was in his late 40s or early 50s. He had a dark blue t-shirt, a little smudged on the collar. He asked us what we were doing, and we said we were fishing. He continued walking back and forth and on that part of the shore, now under the yellow bridge. The shore itself is at least 500 meters long. He could have gone anywhere, but he stayed where we were at. Then he came a little closer and we got up. He told us he was having issues with his wife and we just nodded our heads trying to avoid the conversation and follow the don't talk to strangers rule. We didn't ask him anything. He took a flip phone out of his pocket and opened it in front of us. I have to show you my wife, he said. Okay, we replied. When he found what he was looking for, he came even closer and turned the phone toward us. It was a picture of a completely naked woman sitting in a chair with her legs spread open. We just nodded. He then proceeded to show us more pictures and it was quite clear 
that it wasn't his wife because the pictures weren't of the same woman, but all of them were naked from head to toe with their legs spread or in very suggestive positions. Now that I think of it, the quality of the images, the fashion, and the aesthetics could be described as pornographic content from the 70s. It could be that he took pictures from some old magazine or had them sent by somebody. I remembered, I looked at my cousin and mouth, it's not his wife, and she nodded. Isn't she beautiful? He asked. She is, I replied, and my cousin nod. We then remembered that we left our net in the river, so we went back to the willow tree and reached for the net. He was standing there, in the same spot as before, looking at his phone. He then showed us a very low-quality picture of two naked men and another naked woman. This picture actually looked like the pictures taken with a flip phone camera. This is me, he said, and pointed at one of the men in the picture. We just nodded and said we had to go home. He then said the words that have been haunting me for days now. You think my wife is beautiful? She thinks you're beautiful too. She would love to meet you. Come with me. Come with me to meet her and we can play together. No, we, ha- we have to go home, I replied. You little party breaker, maybe your friend doesn't want to go home. Come on, I want to play with you, he said, and turned to my cousin. No, I really want to go home, my cousin replied. This is where the details of my memory stop. What I remember next is him giving up and just not being there anymore, and us leaving, giggling, and laughing as we walked away, and mocking his voice and his tone on our way back home. But I found it weird that only after so many years, I have remembered this situation and I've brushed it off as a potential dream or false memory. But since his words kept echoing in my head, I called my cousin and described my memory. Word for word, as I've described it here, and she said that it did happen, just slightly different from how I remember it. How my cousin remembers it. It happened. All those details are correct. But once she told him she really wants to go home, He was way too close, and we were scared to start running or turn our backs to him since we thought he could catch us, so we stayed there for a while and kept pretending like he was not there. We played with our catch, the tiny fish in a bucket with water, and talked about our fathers who worked in the police. Obviously, that's a lie. Our father is a forest ranger, and mine works in IT, and how they're so strong and how they could kill a man with one punch. The man didn't believe our exaggerated story and he kept walking in circles around us, not too close, but he did keep an eye on us the entire time, and we waited, and waited, and waited, and at one point, he went into the bushes behind us to take a piss. This is when we got up and started running. We ran across the bridge and kept running until we got to the part of the neighborhood where there were lots of houses. When we were already close to my home, I stopped in the middle of the road and said my legs won't move. So she helped me get down to the side of the road, and we sat there until I felt better. Today, I know what I experienced was a state of shock. Once I felt better, we went home, threw away the fish, and decided to never go fishing again. We never told this to our parents because we knew that what had happened was something to do with sex, and at the time, we thought everything related to sex is shameful and shouldn't be talked about. She said she is surprised that I thought it was a dream and that I didn't remember it until now. Since then, I've had such an extreme reaction and she has had PTSD from the event. 
Even today, she's not going alone anywhere and is terrified whenever someone mentions the Yellow Bridge. Thank you for stopping by to listen to this one-off story on this edition of Tiny Tales Thursday. Our next full episode will be available Monday morning at 7 a.m. If you enjoyed this story, please feel free to share it with people who you think would also enjoy it. Until the next time, the shadows await.